Hey guys, this is John and Austin and Brett. And this is another episode of the Meatistics podcast. We've got Brett Walton with us here today. CEO, owner, um no, we can't call you the founder though, can we? Nope. How's your dad? Uh, we've got him here with us. He, he often sends me really good meat matter stories. Uh, he sent one late last week or maybe early this week. And I was like, I want to get his opinion on these, but I want to get it live on air. So asked him if he was free. He was free. Um, Austin tried vociferously to prevent him from coming and I overruled him. I threw up a big fight. <laughs> he didn't want him on. I think he wanted to be the only actual Walton on the podcast, but we've beaten that and we've gotten to it. All right. So the first thing we have, uh, we've got some sausages in front of all of us. It is the same, same sausage, same flavoring from the same batch. I know what it is. They don't. I want to see what they're able to do as far as identification. Is it a Franken sausage? No, no. It is a single seasoning. Is it meant to be a bratwurst? Yes. Okay. Wait, why do you have one then, John? If you already know what it <laughs> why is, am I why not do eating? you need if, one? If anyone else is eating, I'm, I'm always in. You're never going to get this after I just ate that. <laughs> Actually, maybe. Pay attention to the, that little bit of aftertaste. I always feel like that's cheating. Austin has brought up Waltons.com where he's searching all of our bratwurst seasonings in what will turn out to be futile effort to identify. I feel like you should almost play 20 questions with the seasoning. It has some heat. Uh-huh. Okay. It's, it's got some red pepper in it. Um, it could be sneaky and it's not really the red. It, there's red pepper just to add heat, but it might be jalapeno brat. Can we describe what we're tasting? Is it sweet? Is it this? Is it that? I don't want to give... It, it has a little bit of heat to it. Um, I added mozzarella cheese to it. Uh, very, very light sweetness, but not much, if any, really at all. Uh, it's made out of pork. Well, as we've talked about before, John, on the podcast, I can tell you I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really where my taste buds in. Uh, I can tell you what's in it. Um, I guess people think I should know those things, but I don't. It's a it's a gift. You either have it or you don't. Yep. No, it's it's not an easy one. Austin and I shot each other many times with the salt on his penalties. <laughs> Where is that? It's down here it's somewhere. It's down there. Yep. Making sure it's actually still down there and you don't have it like hidden waiting to... There's at least... You were talking about desk bops before I'm, we started going live, so... I'm pretty sure he's not going to shoot me. No, I definitely will not <laughs> shoot you, Brad. There is a 10% chance I took it home to try and kill a fly and it's still at my house. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's fly season. I'm yeah. going to have to take it home and try that out. I have, I, although I have one of those bugs. Yeah, now. I have that too. I kill, I kill wasps with that sucker. Oh. It's, it's, it's amazing. Now, do you have one of those, Brett? Mm -hmm. The tennis racket thing? Those mm -hmm. are so much fun. I don't know if we actually sold any of those, but we sold all of those <laughs> to employees. <laughs> um, if I had to guess, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's it's jalapeno brat because it doesn't have enough hatch green chili for me to really say it's hatch green chili. Um, and I don't think it's jalapeno popper, but it is something with heat. And I don't think any of the others can really fit. It's not habanero mango. There's it's not enough not sweetness in there mango. for it. Salsa brat. I mean, it's may, definitely not that. That's that. I don't even I don't I don't remember that having heat to it. It's not hot enough for Inferno. Sheboygan, I mean, all the other oddball no, stuff, it doesn't fit no. at all. Hot buffalo wing, it doesn't taste like hot buffalo wing. 
So, yeah. I mean, it. I almost I guarantee it's jalapeno popper, jalapeno brat, or hatch green chili. You take mentioned it. I don't think it's jalapeno popper because I don't think they're that hot. Yeah. It's not jalapeno popper. And you did mention it in that little oh, man. rant of yours right there. I mean, he's got to go jalapeno then, right? I think it's still jalapeno. What was your other one that you said? Oh, yeah. hatch he green said chili. basically everything. Hatch green. It's got to be hatch green. green. No, I think it's jalapeno then. Okay. No, it is the one that you said it's not. It is hot buffalo wing brat. No oh, way. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. May I just must remember that too much of just eating it in chicken brats. Probably. And that's what I think has thrown me off on that. It has quite the residual. Mm-hmm. Just the residual heat. Slow burn there. Now, this is, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the few sausages that I think is absolutely better with beef than it is with pork. And I think the same thing with the snack sticks. For a while there, I was telling you my favorite snack stick is the buffalo wing snack stick with made out of beef. There's something about the interaction of those of beef with this seasoning that I absolutely love. That's weird. You keep telling me I was crazy. and But you he say that about, that about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. he does. Exactly. I guess everybody does. <clears throat> okay. All right. So uh, we've also got some habanero barbecue snack sticks up there for you guys to try if you want. Uh, Brett, are you... You're not coming golfing with us at the Passing On event, are you? No, I'll be an amp. Okay. July 14th, there's an event for Passing On Outdoor Mentors. I believe they still have one team left. Uh, if you're interested in, in being that team, go to Pass It On. Uh, they have an event section. Check that out. See if you can still get that last team. Because it is, by far and away, my favorite golfing event of the year. Actually, they have my favorite shooting event and... Now my favorite, they're killing it. And John would know. He goes on several golf outings throughout two. the year. <laughs> I go on two. This is only, it's only like the third year they've done this. Second. This is the second? Mm-hmm. Oh. Or we didn't get invited to the first year. Oh. But for not doing it for a long time, they have it down pat. It was amazing. Basically, they let you buy a low score. You get You just buy yeah. a hole-in-one. You buy, if you hit the green, it's a hole-in-one. I went in there not not knowing that, not realizing it, and I like forked out like three hundred bucks that day because it was like hundred bucks for the hole in one, yep. and I'm like, yes, uh, we need that. So you go in line, and they have this one ball that. Uh, what is the ex- What is the advantage of that one ball? The one I bought. There's some like great advantage to it. So our plan was mm. we would was both the, the the pro. No. Tee off with the pro. No, because we got to bring it to each hole, and if we ever, if we finished it, we got oh. entered into a raffle to it win It was just money. a mulligan ball. Is that a, well, yeah. it was, so uh-huh. an extra mulligan, a, a mulligan per hole, extra mulligan per hole. So we were in line, he was right behind me, I bought it with the assumption he was going to buy one, he tried to buy one, they're like, no, only one a group. We're like, darn it. <laughs> Our plan was to cheat heavily with that. Uh, but you also get to shoot a golf ball out of a modified AR do all sorts of things. So much fun. It's a grenade launcher, basically. It is a grenade launcher. By the way, I texted Brett two nights ago as I was leaving uh, where I picked up my new 6.5 from that I've never been jealous of another man until (laughs) I went to this guy's house. He's got like seven and a half acres, heavily wooded lot, 100 yard range, cool log cabin house, and uh, a metal shed building that inside is just awesome. I mean, how cool was that? I thought you'd enjoy that trip. Oh, did you go into a safe room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not a safe. It is a safe room. Uh, he has guns on every wall. Most of one wall is all fully automatic. Uh, I think I told... Like fully automatic? Fully automatic. 
I think I told you about it, but the RoboCop gun. Do you remember what RoboCop's gun looked like? Like it was a regular gun, but it instead of like after the barrel coming back, it went down. So whatever, it, it's the RoboCop gun. I shot it at Rainier, and it's a, a internally suppressed nine millimeter. He turned that fully automatic, <laughs> and it, he said it is fires more rounds per minute than any of the other guns, even the machine guns he had up there. It's awesome. That's cool. But yeah, uh, I will be getting a, a silencer and doing the trust. I didn't ask him, but can I get the silencer before the trust is set up? Or do those happen no. at the same time? Those it doesn't matter. You, you, yeah. But the, tr the trust is relatively quick waiting on the government to issue so that you can get your suppressor. That will take you some time. That's sad. The government moves a little slow, John. So that he said right now it's around 10 months. Oh. It took me like 14, 15 months to get oh. mine. I didn't even know that we had ours. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys shot that yet? <laughs> oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> I guess you got better things to do. You got better things to do. I've been busy, John. Yeah, my dogs really don't take up that much of my time. You have actual children and grandchildren. Now. Well, his children are grown. Yeah, but you still take a good they amount take of time, a lot I of imagine. Time. You, got, you require a good amount of monitoring. I need that 100-yard range of my house. Right? I know. That's what I was trying to tell Austin. Mm -hmm. It's legal. It's just your neighbors behind you, they might get upset when you start firing down range at them. Yep. So we get some railroad ties. We got three levels of them. We pack in between them with sand, and we just create a huge angled berm. Still That's the noise that would be a problem, I think, in my neighborhood. But not really. Suppressor. Not really. You have a suppressor. Yeah, if I was just shooting that, yeah. Did you? But if I had one, I want to shoot other things. What caliber did you get your suppressor in? Uh, five five six. Okay, so if you get the thirty caliber, you can put it on your five five six. You can put it on your nine millimeter. It'll do all of them. It won't do it quite as well as mm -hmm. one like specifically for a nine millimeter, but that's what he told me. He's like, Hey, I'd love to sell you, you know, a suppressor for every caliber you have. But if you get the larger one, it works on all the smaller ones too. Huh? Right. Yeah. I just needed one though. But you could use one it. Size. <laughs> does it work as well on all the other ones? Uh, it doesn't work quite as well. He said, but it's a, it's the difference of, you know, some decibels. Uh, you'd hear the difference in your ear, but it's still suppressed. Okay. So um, if you see me digging in your backyard, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm building you your hour. I'd raid. like to build one. It'd be fun to do them a little tractor. Oh, it would I've, be a blast. I've actually been looking into renting an excavator. So... For maybe we should do this. Just fun for Leo? Well, it would be fun for him, but I, I need to do some massive dirt movement potentially at my house. And so, yeah. More than what his tractor will do? Oh, wow. You do have big ideas. Okay. Not really. Not a big idea. It's just a lot of stuff. Oh, a lot of stuff to do. Okay. A um, couple other things. For those who joined us on the last live stream, um, we're doing it on basically meat logistics only now. We're not doing it on YouTube anymore. Uh, just trying to move some things away from YouTube. Um, plus, we would prefer everybody who, who watches is a meat logistics member. And by doing it this way, we get more people to sign up for that completely free. Just make sure that you get there a little bit ahead of time to, if you don't have an account, to sign up for it before our next one. Out of everything people complained about, I don't remember hearing a single complaint about people having to 
really register nope. meat just sticks to get in. It was just the usability, which I've gone through and we've knocked out almost all of them. So we got, we got a lot of the big ones at least. Yeah. So. The vast majority of, uh, complaints or comments people had Austin has actually already addressed, uh, faster than anticipated. And there's now voting for groups and uh, that is going to be fun. See, that was our plan the whole time. Just make people think the shout box was the big problem and we just, they had no problem logging in or registering and it was awesome. So yeah. What is that? The, uh, look over here, ignore this. Uh, well, I would like to point out the team blue, I guess is at least a it's shade blue. of blue. It's blue. It is the lamest blue of all time. It's baby blue. Whatever. It's the best <laughs> blue. Ridiculous. You gave him baby blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we he, were, he complained it wasn't blue. So I'm like, I'll give you blue. He had it light gray. Like you ever all, or, are about to click on something and you notice that the box is grayed out and just know it, you can't click on it. Yeah. That's the color he had on it initially. Team, so, team orange strikes again. Yep, yep. Uh, eventually, Actually, we'll get you should James. make the orange button with a pop up saying, um, like, Don't do this, this didn't work. Try again. Yes. <laughs> nope. So, what's he about to show me? See that? Uh -huh. so I clicked that one. <laughs> uh, don't worry about what, it. What'd you do? No, I'm sure it's a, oh, you click it and it says, Are you, you sure you want to join Team oh, Blue? Man. It's all excited. But then if you click it and say, Okay. Can you read that? Yes. <laughs> so, John, we're going to have some fun with that. I got to go unjoin from Team Blue now. I, I joined Team Blue, but this is bad. I got to get out. I'm burning. I would never join Team Orange for any reason. Whew, okay, I'm back. I'm, I'm out of Team Blue. Just on Team Orange. Look at now. the awesome banner I made for us. <laughs> it's, it's very patriotic. It's amazing. All right. Uh, then we've got Broadfest coming up August 19th. Is that the correct date? Yes. Yeah, I believe yeah. So. Yes. August 19th. Uh, for those of you who, have, who were here last year, uh, it will be the same basic format with a couple of twists. Uh, we will have 10 different bratwursts to sample yep. from Walton's. Then we have a few vendors coming in. They will have brats to both sample and to buy. Uh, I'm guessing some other products as well that they will have basically everything we had last year plus more um the one of the coolest things i'm excited for is we're gonna have a bunch of like big trucks so like the kids because there was a lot of activities that the kids absolutely loved last year and got a lot of comments from parents that they were excited there was kid <laughs> activities and so now um we're gonna have like big trucks big machinery um we had one, like one last year like the mrap vehicle which was awesome but we're gonna have more Okay. And that's going to be cool. The, Not only for the kids, but also for me. Well, the BB gun thing last year was way more intricate than what I was thinking it was going to be when I mm -hmm. heard of it. So those that, guys are coming back too. Those, yeah, okay, good. We'll have the dunk so tank So who's bringing again. big trucks? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I, that you knew something there. I, right. I mean, I should, but do I remember <clears throat> everything that goes okay. through my brain? You no. got a couple. I'd have to go talk to Josh. Some other irons in the fire. We'll excuse you for that. Uh, but if you buy tickets at waltons.com right now, uh, buy a ticket and add one of the meat Justics gray shirts, not the, not the new style, the older style, uh, the cost of that will be removed at the time of purchase. So you get a free shirt with the size of your choice. So we'll leave that active for another couple of weeks. Um, or maybe even right up until, uh, Bratfest is about to kick off. Wait a minute, John. So clarify that we give them a free shirt mm -hmm. and all of the money that they paid for their ticket goes straight to Wichita Flyer Special Olympics. Correct. That sounds pretty awesome. That sounds pretty awesome for yeah. them. 
So, yeah. I feel like there's something I'm missing. No, I just okay. try just making sure everybody understands that. So I've already said <clears> it, so it's going to stay up almost no matter what, but there obviously Brett has the ability to veto our giving away of the free shirts. Oh no, I think the point is just to make sure people know like all of your tickets go directly to a nonprofit. Like we don't keep any of the costs. Yeah, yeah. Because it's different than what a lot of times is done. I wouldn't say, you know, sometimes people do what we're doing, but a lot of times people like sell the ticket, you know, and pay for all the expenses and then give whatever's left over to the charity. And right. we're giving a hundred percent of the ticket sales to the charity. How did we get hooked up with Wichita air capital flyers? Is it just from Kurt? Kurt. That was the initial. Okay. All right. So people who've watched the podcast have met the personality that is Kurt Carter before. Um, so Kurt works closely with them. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Great organization. Um, Wichita air capital flyers are a special Olympics team. So the, the athletes will be here as well. Uh, we've got hats made already. We have specific shirts coming. Some of those shirts, we will have a, a, a decent number of ones that you can win depending on how well you do at the dunk tank. And again, the dunk tank, all of that 100% goes to, um, to the Wichita Air Capital Flyers. There will be Pass It On Outdoor Mentors. Uh, I think Ducks Unlimited is coming again. Pheasants and Quail Forever. Uh, Backcountry Hunters and English. They'll be there. Um, and all of them will be doing some form of uh, raffle. So just make sure you you get in on that. Chance to win a gun or other cool prizes. Can John win the raffle? Mm. He's going to donate a lot of stuff. <laughs> so here's the question. Actually, no. Okay. Well, we don't want to raise that much know. money then. You would have to, you'd have to talk to them. I would say no from it first off because we're putting the event sure. on yeah yeah it might look bad if you like walk away with five new guns uh, but lisa would be yeah it's usually one of those like you or your and their how like members of their household it's terrible i don't know you can go talk i don't want to the, go anymore you can go talk to all the vendors <laughs> and ask them if they want to take your money i'm think, sure they're going to want to take my money the, the, yeah it's like your cousin works at a casino or something you hit hit the <laughs> jackpot and you're just like damn it charles what are you doing here? everybody kept saying oh you got to buy a lottery ticket you got to buy a lottery ticket it doesn't work like that just don't write John Tremblay on your tickets. Put your Juan Trem. <laughs> okay, so I opened up a thread on Meatistics with uh, questions for Brett. Um, the mm. first question came from uh, WV West Virginia, I'm assuming Tim, and it says, any future plans for Waltons? New products or services? New products or services? Um, well, we're always working on new products. Um I think, uh, you know, especially on the commercial side uh, for commercial processors in the last year, we've um, introduced a new line of vacuum stuffers uh, manufactured by OMET. Um, they're in Italy. And um, then we also have brought in a new line of four and five mil vacuum pouches um, from a new supplier uh have increased our uh, um variety of sizes that we stock on those and um also custom print vac pouches we've we have come up with a new printer for those that allows us to run uh, a smaller uh a smaller quantity on a smaller minimums on those so um that's something that's increasing get a lot of interest in doing doing a lot of new business with custom print vacuum pouches so What's the smallest quantity 
that we're going to be able to offer in those. Well, John, that is uh, up in air right now. Okay, sorry. Um, in in trying to work with a, a new printer on that, um, there's you know the, the way mostly vac pouches have been printed is they print them while they're on the web and then they slid them down and and convert them to bags. Uh, but we have a, a, a company now that's going to be able to digital print. Um, so they can do a lot smaller. So under 10,000, okay. um, which should be small because, you know, most sizes, maybe an eight by 10 minimums have traditionally been, you know, 25,000 or plus. So if we could get that under 10,000, that could be a nice thing for some of our customers that are, um, especially if they're starting up with a new product and they want to get their name and, and maybe the product name and ingredients and stuff on it. Um, they may not want to go out and buy a hundred thousand pou- pouches to start with. So, um, that could be a nice thing. Orange oil, orange oil is going to be a new thing, which, uh, those of you that are commercial processors know what that is. Um, but orange oil is used on rails and trolleys in the manufacturer who we'd bought it f- we'd bought orange oil from for, um, I don't know, looking back at the catalogs, even before we bought the company, it was always orange oil in there. So I don't know, 50 years. Um, and, uh, they quit making it. So we actually developed a, a, a new, uh, a new product to replace it, uh, that we're going to call orange oil. Um, and that should be in a couple of weeks, but that's something that people all over the country were scrounging for because they all bought it from the same manufacturer. So, Receipt date says day after tomorrow. Nope. There you go. So it should be in. I didn't look at that specifically. I just know it was coming in sometime middle of June. Yeah. As soon as that comes in, uh, we're going to start doing, we're going to do a little bit more of commercial themed items on uh, the Walton's Facebook. Um, So as soon as that comes in, we will go ahead and push that out there because we already have a decent number on back order. So it is something people are looking for. Do you have any idea of the story behind why it's called orange oil? Because it does not smell like orange. It is not orange. The only thing that's orange about it is the bucket. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I literally think it is just the bucket is why people call it orange oil. What What do you mean? Like I, so why the I assumed it at least smelled like it had a citrus smell or something to it. What, what makes, what in the bucket makes the you think? The outside of the bucket is orange. It was green for almost <laughs> forever. It's not gone. even that. No, but there's a little orange logo on it. Like a citrus fruit orange? Uh-huh. Then why doesn't it smell orangey? I don't know. This makes no sense. It's just yeah. what it was. It's something from like 50 years ago. No one ever changed. No. It probably used to be, it used to have an orange smell in it, or it used to be orange. Something about it was orange. And then it just, they couldn't get it and they changed it. And then it's just been that way. And that's just the way it's been. I'll get to the bottom of this eventually. <laughs> Otherwise, my so, brain is just going to obsess about so, it. So, in answering the question a little fuller too is, you know, Omet, the, the, the vacuum stuffer line was a, is a new line for us within the last year. And, and, you know, we found that, um, at a, we found them and got introduced to them at a, at a convention in, in Germany. And then, uh, and that was Dylan and I, um, Austin's other brother. And, uh, um, then Dylan and I were back there again, uh, not the same place in Germany, but another place in Germany this May for another large packaging convention, dealing, working with some of our other manufacturers from around the world and, uh, looking at some new stuff there that might come around. Um, but so I just wanted to point that out. It's a constant deal. We're constantly looking for new items or looking to, um, occasionally replace an existing vendor, 
Um, most of it's looking for new new items that maybe we don't offer or or expanding a line of products that we do offer. But we, it's an ongoing deal forever. It has been the 27 years that I've been here. That's why we have a bigger warehouse all the time. We just had a new employee start today. And when I walked him around, when we went into the warehouse, he was like, my God, this is huge back here. I'm like, yeah, it is. And we're outgrowing it. We've got two sheds out there that are fairly full. Say that's another thing for future plans for Walton, Waltons is we are trying to move, maybe, hopefully, we'll see. Closer still, to my house, which is unbelievable. Still working on figuring out what we're doing there, but uh, we've we've pretty much outgrown where we are, so we got to do something. I'll probably just walk to work going forward. You go back to riding your bike. I could basically throw a baseball and hit where you guys are, or at least thinking about living or moving. Backtracking the conversation just a tad. Are you privy to what the latest uh, new piece of equipment is? You're not giddy like a schoolgirl. So oh, no, I am. Know. You are? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Dylan told me, he said, maybe by the end of the month. Okay. So but, if this comes to fruition, which I'm trying to be uh, good about, because I know when he told me initially, he told me that you didn't, this is months and months, like six months ago, maybe more. He told me that you didn't want him to tell me because you were afraid that I would annoy him all the time asking, where is it? When is it? Whenever you get it. We're looking at getting a retail, or it won't be retail, but we're looking at getting a uh, dry curing cabinet that we can have here in the uh, studio kitchen, which means I'm diving deep into the world of dry cured. There's going to be, I, I I say this and I don't know if we're actually going to carry it, but there's three sizes. Um, there's like a, what'll be maybe like a $1,500 unit, $2,500 unit and like a $6,000 unit. So there's one that's like a small, a $1,500 like perfect is, one for yep. home use. It's I'm excited for that's it. definitely, uh, in the retail market. Mm -hmm. So that'll be awesome. All right. Uh, just following how these questions were asked in no particular okay. order, uh, from Bocephus, Jonathan, will he admit you are part of the family? You weren't in the picture at the family clay shoot. Now, you, first, you weren't I, in the picture. I took the picture. Oh, yeah. Somebody had to take the picture. That's yeah. what everyone's excuse always is. I was taking yeah. the picture. I actually said in here, somebody had to take the picture, and that was me. <laughs> well, if you look at like our family vacation pictures, my wife is very seldom in there because she always <laughs> took the pictures. But she's still part of the family. Yeah, I would hope. Yes. <clears throat> so the way you said that, Makes it sound like, yes, I'm part of the family. I'm not in vacation pictures because some reason I don't go on vacation with you guys. But, you know, you know. It would really be weird. Okay, from Dog. Uh, what do you miss about the old location? Can I answer uh, this too? BNC, yeah, go ahead. BNC. I was going to say walking to BNC. BNC creations. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. If Carrie's listening, yeah. So BNC is a, a local uh, catering business. Uh, also does some walk-in only for lunch though, right? No, no they're they open have full restaurant. Dinner. Oh, they do have yeah. a dinner now? Okay. Amazing. When we were there, they just had. They were just open for lunch. And now they're open evening, prime rib, unbelievable. Yeah. So being like a full-on bar. It, like, it is BNC creations, right? Okay, BNC Creations of Wichita, uh, look them up. So is that the only thing you guys miss from... What about the snakes? You don't miss the snakes that were always in the mm. building? No, I don't yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah, we had a, a story. Few, I keep the, the old packaging room in the back, we had, a, we had a, a large black snake 
huh. in there one time. I was not involved in getting that out because I'm terrified. I'm sure you weren't. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember who got it out. It might have been when Mac was here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't how, there's not, yeah, there's not a lot to miss about that building. How long until you retire or plans for slowing down in the day-to-day activities? I'm already slowed down in the day-to-day activities. Yep. So uh, I don't know if, if I can go slower, um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Um, so you're, I, you're not as slow as, as grandpa was. So you can well, that's go slower. True. I, when I'm here, I do work. I don't like, <laughs> I haven't caught you playing Zuma yet. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I take more time off than I ever did. Um, but don't, I don't have a, uh, exact date for any, uh, any stoppage, but I'm sure in the next, uh, couple of years. So who, who, who asked that? That was dog. Okay. Is that somebody we know then? Yeah. That just, Okay, he's it's just, not like a family member or something. Nope, nope. He's, he's my, just, one of my wife. Just worried. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, all right, so this one's so kind of... I, it, why I just say it, because I, I I'm not 60 yet. I'm still in my 50s. Right. For like a month and a half. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, work so, anymore. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm sure before I'm probably, before or around the time I'm 65, I will. All right, so I'm going to kind of combine these two questions uh, from... WV Tim brought it in again. Uh, so it's any future expansion plans for the business and when are you opening a site on the East coast? Okay. Let's start with the second one. Mm-hmm. Never. Uh, the <laughs> first one. No, we, you know, we were talking about that before and, and that, you know, would it make sense at some point to have a warehouse, you know, towards the East coast and a warehouse towards the West coast and, there's two parts that I don't like. The one thing I like is if I could have the whole country within two days guaranteed, you know, ground, that would be awesome. But, you know, an extra warehouse that has the same products in it that this does, um, is that's scary to think about because that's a lot of money. Um, plus the fact of having people that are working for us that aren't in our building. Um, there, there's a certain culture that's created here in Wichita. And anytime you don't have people that are around that culture, then you don't get the same results. You don't think you could re- or relocate people? Maybe. We'd, we'd at least have to have you spend a, a couple weeks a year with everyone to make sure that, that you got cultured in with them or they got cultured, <laughs> cultured in with in you. With us. Yeah. Have them start out here and then go there or start but, there and go here. But, but as far as future plans, Austin just touched on that. We, we have to do something. Our warehouse is full. Our storage buildings are full um, as we head into the peak time for inventory for us which is usually about august because yeah. we load up before the fall busy season uh we have to uh be ahead of it um especially where there's so many things that come from all over the world um into our warehouse so um we thought maybe we'd add on here and now it looks like that's probably not the best idea so uh i actually had lunch today uh with somebody talking about a, a building and I actually have a meeting after I leave here with the real estate and talking about lots. And um, so that's kind of where we're looking. Uh, but that's still here in the Wichita area. So it's not going to be outside of. But even if you move or you move and it's not that lot that's closer to my house, don't worry, because I want to sell that house and I'll just buy a house near wherever next door. Hey, the goes. house next door to me is for Ooh, sale, John. Yeah. Be perfect. 
you can you'd you can almost be part of the family like you next don't door want to me. me as a neighbor dude yeah okay well you'd then we're 100 percent building that that house or that uh range well that's fine with me it won't bother Are you me revamping the waltons is what you're telling me <laughs> get your own tv show going it's a little new modern twist we could do it um okay okay we got any more questions uh yeah we got one more okay uh does brett have any embarrassing stories about austin to tell wow you know i'm surely i goes would around comes around but i <laughs> yeah i'm just as somebody else was asking the question about me are, am i not ready for retirement yet i don't have the memory that i did before so <laughs> you know i probably just can't remember stuff about austin so austin gets off late there and no no chance to respond to that austin because we do have to get going brett's okay. got a heart out at four o'clock uh, and the reason or what initially made me want to bring Brett in was he sent me this from Veg News. It is Texas Governor Plant-Based Meat Labeling Constitutional. I don't know that is makes no sense, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott signs legislation imposing new labeling requirements on meat alternatives, similar versions of which other states have deemed unconstitutional. Now, before we get into this, I want to bring up that Considering the source of this, this article is fairly well written, in my opinion. They don't use too much of a, a slant as they're writing it. So I, I appreciated that. Um, but there is Senate Bill 664. He signed into law in Texas, a state where 70% of farmland is dedicated to ranches. The law requires prominent labeling for plant-based or fermented alternatives to meat, poultry, seafood, and eggs that must state that the products are analog, meatless, plant-based, made from plants, or similar, similar technology. I read that, um, and we've talked about this in the past, but I tend to have a little bit more faith in the consumers, I think, than a lot of other people do in trusting them to know when they're picking up tofurkey that it is not turkey, right? That it's not a, a, a meat product. Um, what you disagree well no now that you say that i figure like maybe even 10 percent of all like th things that are bought like that are on accident people just go whoops i didn't mean to buy that so yeah I, I, it's got to be some percentage of well, it, some of sure. it is for sure for sure was it not in that article maybe it was something else i read talked about this per percentage of items that are bought uh mistakenly uh, was not in this. Wasn't in that one. I okay. read the whole article today. Right. Or I so, my today. whole problem is, is I'm sitting here looking. Yeah, you know, I, I pulled it up today at you know nine CFR in the USDA regs, and there's you know well I don't know I'm down to page thirty something here where <laughs> it addresses the stuff that you know, but it goes on and on beyond that. But there's all these kind of regulations and has been about you know gra geographic origin. You know, it, if it, if it's made in the count, if it, if it's made in the city, it can't be country sausage. It's got to be country style. If it's uh, you know uh, imitation food products, um, the you know uh, descriptive names. Uh, what was some things like there? Um, you can't use uh, it, unqualified meat terms common to the industry, but uncommon to consumers such as picnic, butt, and loaf must not be used as product names unless accompanied by terms descriptive of that product. I mean, there's all these kind of regulations and there's all these uh, examples of them. And why is non-meat products, why are they not held to the same standard? That's exactly. what makes me crazy. Yep. Yep. It's, it's interesting uh, with things like this, 
they're starting to get a little bit of a peek at what the meat industry has been dealing with and it's being somewhat used against them it not in a like a weaponized way but in a hey this is what we have to deal with now you have to deal with it too and they're saying it's unconstitutional because it's a free speech issue go ahead and well then what about all the rest of this regulations what about regulations on anything you buy okay that you it's not free speech to lie about something yeah i to don't be dishonest personally i i know austin has a, i believe austin has a different opinion on this i don't see corporate corporations as having free speech i mean i know they're ultimately individuals they do I mean, otherwise they need yeah. to change the tax law because the way they tax me it is it would be horribly wrong to not allow me to have free speech in well us to have free speech in our business because of how they tax us Otherwise, they need to change the tax code because we have to have a voice. Right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for changing but, the tax but, code. But, too. you know, so free speech, if I say something about you, John, that is inaccurate, well, then you can sue me for slander. You know how hard it is to prove slander and libel? It's almost impossible. Sorry. It does. It does happen. It Very just, rarely. It just has to show, like some sort of actual malice something coming from it mm -hmm. um which yeah the term is actual malice yeah well if if you if you two slander each other you guys aren't public enough figures to probably like hurt each other you say whatever you want and then you're just hurting feelings <laughs> but i can say whatever <laughs> i want about you brett no but i'm serious it's usually stuff like that is between like more public people because it actually hurts their image Sorry, guys, you don't have an image. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Certainly not one that could be tarnished exactly. anymore yeah. by a few words. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on in the article. However, the law, which is supported by rancher advocacy group Texas Farm Bureau, was allegedly created to solve consumer confusion around these products. One survey in 2020 of $1,200 or 1,200 Texas consumers in Texas found that one in five purchased plant-based meat thinking they contained actual animal meat. So there it is. There is the... 20%. You just had on your screen there something that said bacon. So I, 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 yeah, I pulled up the USDA food standards and labeling guideline and I pulled up bacon because the bacon requirements for labeling, if it is not actually a pork product, you have to explain where it came from. And you can't just say pork bacon. You can't just say XYZ bacon. Like it would, if you wanted to make like a Canadian style bacon, you, you technically call it that, but you could also call it a pork shoulder bacon what you about have to turkey bacon? call it from where it came from that uh, says turkey bacon yeah you could call it tur like turkey or poultry or something like that but oops my meatless bacon from morningstar farms they call it veggie bacon strips it does not veggie that doesn't describe what it came from it describes a whole class and then it 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 does not follow the guidelines that are in there for meat labeling, yet they're using a meat term. And so it goes back to the, the fairness of the regulations. And if we have all these, why do non-meat industry players not have to abide by the same rules? Yeah. If it, wh Why can't we in the meat industry say meat bacon strips? Right. We have to say pork beef. They should have to say broccoli <laughs> bacon strips. That's the strips. exact one I was thinking of. <laughs> you know? Or it, well, it would, it would be if like, they're held to the same standard. It, it they wouldn't be able to do that because they use so many different uh -huh. veggie. Uh, it might have to be a soy rice blend with XYZ, right. blah, 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 bacon strips. And all sorts of, let's just be honest, terribly processed stuff. 
that's in there. And you're way better off eating regular bacon than eating, in my opinion, in my opinion. But people want to think that it's healthier and right. so they get a pass. Yep. Yep. Oh, Brett is grabbing one of the sticks. Okay. What are they? Uh, these are habanero barbecue. Okay. Um, what's funny about this coming up right now, though, is Austin and I spent a long time last week, probably too long, <laughs> talking about uh, tru a truth in labeling uh, mm -hmm. article. And it was basically saying all of these terms mm -hmm. like free range, cage free, mm -hmm. uh, mean nothing for the most part. Yeah. So, I listen to you guys, you know. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so he's the one who's always listening. It's just funny that this- With all the dents in the wall in my office are from. <laughs> That's why we're moving his broken TV well. screen. <laughs> oh, I hope you don't watch. I hope you just listen. Um, but it's just funny that we're, we're talking about this right on the, the heels of, of that. Um, By the way, I was really disappointed today, too. In? Because I thought I was going to, since I was going to be on the podcast today, I thought I was going to be here for John nope. Eaton. You don't want to be here for that. I'm Listen, I am going to throw up. That I'm not going to be able to hold a plate full of mashed potatoes in my stomach. I will. I, I even teased the meat logistics guys that it was coming, but I was, I've been in Kansas city since yesterday and I was on my way back, got here like 30 minutes before the podcast, like 10 minutes before you text me asking, John just texted me like, am I safe? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, but 10 minutes before you text me that I told my wife, I'm like, darn it. I was supposed to do mashed potatoes today. And I'm like, we're not gonna get back early enough. I can't, I can't make mashed potatoes. And then I got your text and I thought you were crazy. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, I guess, but mashed potatoes, Sorry. they're going to, they're coming next week. Yeah. Right. Coming. I'm coming. I'm coming back then well, next week. Bob Evans, microwavable one. Just give him some of those just in case. We'll yeah. Don't that. waste good mashed potatoes. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to eat the mashed potatoes too. I want good ones. You want to suffer through it with me. Okay. Uh, from later in the article in December, 20,210, so way in the future, like way, way in the future. Obviously, they made a mistake there, and I'm assuming it's either 2021 or 2020. But it says, Singapore made the historic dis uh, decision to grant regulatory approval for the sale of cultivated chicken made by Good Meat, a sister of company of vegan egg maker Eat Just. Currently, Singapore remains the only region in the world where cultivated meat can be sold. But this is likely to soon change. First of all, I I don't know that that's likely to soon change. With all of the uh, articles I've read recently about investors being concerned of a Theranos-style um, corporate malfeasance going on in this industry, um, I am no longer... I would put it at below 50% in my mind that anything ever really comes to market on cell-based meat where they grow it in a lab it's already getting articles about it that it's worse for the environment which is going to be the a death knell to it and it's going to be incredibly expensive for a really long time i don't think that is ever going to work everything starts out that way though is really expensive before com computers used to take up whole rooms and cost millions of dollars and now you can buy a smartphone for a hundred bucks. The computer was not replacing something that there was an exact copy of. People with pen and paper. No, 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 no. That was that is not an exact <laughs> copy of. Yes. The computation abilities of a computer versus Memory uh, a storage. person are. Oh, at the beginning, <laughs> they were no different. Uh, yes, they are. No. Even back then, they were. They would have. Uh, they would have incredibly smart people double check, but 
that one incredibly smart, that one out of a million person with that intellect would double check what the computer was doing. But those computers that were at every library, every uh, major college, were able to do the same calculations that as those one in a million persons. Well, once you got to those computers at every library, it was no longer at the state where cell-based meat as uh, it is cell-based meat is cell-based meat is before that. Yes. Right now, so it would you'd have to look at what were computers when there was like two of them in existence. Okay, I, I still argue that there was not an exact copy of it that was already dominated the market, already out there, and people already are huge fans of. Either way, it's something that's new that if it continues, price will come down. And yeah. I think it's all an appearance thing. It'll, it's going to continue because people like the look of it. It's the shiny new car sitting in the driveway. They don't care how it got there or what it costs, but it's there and they want to play with it. I've said it a bunch of times when we disagree on something, you're usually right. But uh, on this one, I think you're wrong. I don't th I think this is... Vegan for a week bet? Well, I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> w w rules to be determined later. All right. We got to move on, though, because Brett's got to be out of here in nine minutes. And we've got a bunch of other... Or not a bunch, but a few other articles. Um, there's a North Dakota meat processor closing its doors after not receiving a federal grant that it was uh, promised. Um, this is South 40 Beef, and it, their message on Facebook was, Dear Valued Customers and Community, it's with heavy heart that we announce the closure of South 40 Beef. We want to express our deepest gratitude for your unwavering support over the past two years. We've made the difficult decision to close our doors while this decision was not easy. We believe it's the right choice for our business at this time. We want to take this opportunity to thank our incredible team who worked tirelessly to provide you with the finest quality beef and exceptional service. They're saying it's because there was a $472,000 rural development grant that they were awarded, but it was never actually uh, awarded. I don't know what could have caused that, but there has to be more to that story, right? You'd think so. I mean, if you, if you were awarded a grant, then I don't know how you don't get it. So Now, if you thought you were going to get it and you didn't, that's a different story. My only question on this is, is it possible that that money is drying up? That all these announcements we've seen recently of no. hundreds? No. There's billions sitting there from, okay. from COVID stuff that was passed and that's just sitting there hasn't been handed out. Okay. You know. Well, terrible story. Um, it was a, a newer plant. Um, and from what it sounds like, a well-run plant, a well-liked plant. Um, so that, that, that's a shame. I feel terrible for the owners. It's a terrible thing to have happen to you. Yeah. I um, and I don't know about that particular, I don't know the, the story behind it. So I'm sure. careful to quote, but yeah, it, there's gotta be more to that story. Okay. Um, this is from ag week. It's uh WOTUS ruling a win for ag. What is next? The May 25th ruling in Sackett versus EPA narrows the waters of the U.S. definition under the Clean Water Act to navigable water and those wetlands with a continuous surface connection to those waters as being subject to federal regulation. The ruling unanimously rejects previous significant nexus standard that farm groups and other industry groups argued amount to government overreach. South Dakota has been warded. Um, no, these are two separate stories. Sorry. 
Um, so I know we talked about this about feels like a year ago with the navigable uh, waters ruling. Seems like uh, there's at least some positive movement on this. With this ruling, it can't just be, hey, I could drive an RC boat up the stream into your tiny little, you know, creek or whatever. So that's navigable water. Now it seems like they've come and made it uh, a more reasonable standard. So what is the standard? What's that? What is the standard? The standard is uh, clean water, navigable water, and those wetlands with continuous surface connection. So basically, if you have a spring on your land and it goes down through a little creek, down to a bigger creek, down to, you know, a, a stream which becomes a river, that is not subject to the EPA. It was where if you just had like a, a, a section was, of your field that always flooded period. and that no. was connected to a wetland, that okay. was then considered e- or under, fell under the EPA rules. So okay. that is no longer the case. Uh, South, do you have anything else I, to talk about I, on that? No, the biggest thing I'm, I'm interested in is to get input from our friends at BHA on that because they typically have a much more deeper uh, understanding of, of what's going on with those type of things. So whether it's Kurt locally or one of one of the national guys we have to follow with them and see okay. what their thoughts are we'll do um we're gonna run through a couple of next these next ones because we only got five minutes left but uh south dakota has been awarded a million dollars from the nrcs to study invasive plants and the damage they are causing we read something a, a little while ago that said it's over a billion dollars a year with one specific uh thorny bush tree that has grown all over the South. This one is the red cedar tree. Uh, they were planted by conservationists because they're fast growing and offer shade. Well, that's a problem because that shade blocks out grasslands for ranchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to skip the next one. We're going to go to meat prices up, down as grilling season cooks off. This is from AgriLife today. Wholesale beef prices are higher across primal cuts. And Anderson, this is the guy they're talking to, attributes the rising price to lower beef production. Beef production is down 5% compared to last year when the U.S. set a record. We've had a shrinking beef cattle herd the last few years, and so many cows and heifers went to market because of the drought. Demand doesn't seem to be slowing, which is contributing to the higher prices. So first, we'll look at what's up. Now, these are the prices the stores are paying for them, not what you can buy it for, because I saw these prices initially. I'm like, this article is insane. Uh, but 90% beef has gone from $2.70 a pound to $2.73 a pound. Um, so not much at all. <clears throat> no, I must have that backwards. Yeah, because this is what's up. It is now $2.77. It used to be $2.73. 50% lean is $1.89 a pound. It used to be $105. Brisket has gone from $209 to $231. And choice ribeye. It has gone from 892 or sorry from 854 to 892 now last month that was ten dollars and seventy cents a pound so it is coming down from that a little bit all right now what has come down chicken wings a year ago were a dollar 86 a pound they are now paying 88 cents a pound for them so wow. less than half so you can start going to buffalo wild wings and get your bone-in chickens again for a reasonable price Chicken breast is also 50% down. It was $3.56 at one point. It's back down to $1.39. Uh, spare ribs were $2.41 and are now $1.44. And bellies have come down from $1.65 to $0.97. Cents. So that is very good news to see. Um, 
However, beef, which is my main source of protein, is going the wrong way. I have sometime this month, I go up to Crables to pick up another round of custom. Oh, we got to talk to Zach and get some Wagyu. When I go up there, I can do that. Yeah. I can pick up some and then we'll just do cut of each and compare like a, a, a ribeye Wagyu, a ribeye regular. Yeah. A, I don't remember what we originally talked about doing with it. I'm pretty sure it was a comparison between. Was it just that? Yeah. Cause Dylan was talking about how it specifically tastes in a steak. Cause yeah. Doing Cause he just steak. cooked a bunch. You were talking about doing, yeah, a patty too. Yep. We did patties before. Maybe we should redo that. You said you were talking we, about doing them all at the same time. The different cuts or the cut and the ground beef or something. That's what I thought you guys were talking about, that you'd get a better. Yeah. I don't want to do like five different cuts of Wagyu all at the same time, though, because we'll get lost in it. No, you could just do it's like a, a ribeye and ground and see if you think that the Wagyu ribeye has as much difference in flavor than the standard as the ground product does. That's what we were also partially talking about. Yeah. Cause when we, we did the burgers before and we misidentified. Yeah, so is there as big of a difference in Wagyu, a Wagyu burger, regular burger? Gotcha. There would be regular steak, Wagyu regular steak. steak. Okay. All right. We can do that. All right. Uh, Beyond Meat has a shareholder class action alert. We'll not go into this too much, but. Um, certain Beyond Meat executives profited enormously from the alleged scheme by selling hundreds of thousands of shares of their personally held company stock at artificially inflated prices during the class period. For instance, defendant and chief financial officer Mark Nelson sold 440,000 shares of Beyond Meat stock during the class period for over $58.3 million in proceeds. Um, that 100% should get somebody in trouble. I mean, even if it's legal to sell those shares, when it comes out that you are lying about the amount of protein, uh, the health benefits of your product, and you profited off that, and I'm, you're the CFO, you had to have had knowledge that that was going on. Mm -hmm. That guy's going to jail. You'd like to think there'd be repercussions, but sometimes in that world, there's not. See, sometimes there is big repercussions, sometimes there's not. I feel yeah. like it's one or the other. Either they get the book thrown at them or they just get skate free. Yeah. It's probably how much money they have. Unfortunately. All right. That's four o'clock. They can get away with it. Then I'm going to make the books look a little funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Before, no, we're not. Before, no, we're not. Before Don't, Austin no. buys more stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke. That's just a joke for anyone who's listening. Um, all right. We've got no time left. Uh, Brett, you got to get out of here. I got a couple minutes. Okay. If there's then real quick. Um, did you, Prepare a three favorite oh. shakers. I did. Okay, go ahead. Go with your, your top. It has to be ultimate steak and roast. Okay, Austin. Wait, oh. You're just going to say Which your favorite? Yep. Uh, yeah, Walton's ultimate has to be number one. Very boring because I'm going the same. Yeah, I knew that would be across the board, I figured. Okay, I think my next one is going to be the only one that... Snake style, you go, you go next. Yeah, fair. Zesty Moho. Ooh, I didn't even put that on my list. I'm disappointed. Uh, the Walton's Sweet and Sassy. Walton's Backcountry. Sweet and Sassy. sassy. Uh, buttery garlic. Rump okay. rub that I put on all kinds of stuff. Everything? Yeah. All right. Snake style. So you list your third? This one's going to floor you, but it's uh, docile free. I knew it was going to be that. Because. What? 
The, the docile yeah, cream. cream. I use it on salads all the time. I mean, I make a salad at home at night two, three times a week and put all kinds of stuff on it. And I always put docile free on it. It just has a great. I've got jokes. So I've got so yeah. many jokes. Well, you can put meat on a salad, John. Okay. Okay. You can you can put meat on it. I was going to kind of look to the camera on. and give skeptical eyes and go, salads? <laughs> I know. It doesn't show. <laughs> but right. I do. So you, anyway, since I use it a lot and I really like it, I thought, yeah, I should throw that out there. Okay. Last one for me, butter garlic. And since he gave some explanation, I'm going to explain mine real quick. So butter garlic, just because it's a salt replacement, everything. Your Walton's ultimate is beef and veggies. Best thing on the two of those. And then your pork and chicken. Best thing is the sweet and, sweet and sassy. So I really struggled um, with this last one. Uh, butter garlic ultimately won out. But the prime rib rub is so good. I love putting that on mm. gre- like fresh ground beef. It's absolutely on fresh delicious. ground beef? Oh, it's so good. But you I use... You cook it then? Yep. Okay. As it's cooked. I know you were in that for a while. <laughs> I have not, I have not eaten any raw you, meat for a while. Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> it, the butter garlic rub, I just use... It, it's so versatile. You can mm-hmm. really put it on anything other than beef in my mind, and it's delicious. It's just a general salt replacement. I'm just happy that neither one of you said uh, Dylan's favorite thing to use with pork, the signature pork rub. Oh, no, that's good. I, I like it. Yeah. If I'm doing, doing, it's very specific though. I don't put signature pork rub on a salad. Definitely but, not. But I, but I might put buttery garlic on. See, that's the weird thing is I put dough salt free on people go, oh, you're cutting back in your salt. No, I put some seasoned salt <laughs> or I put some buttery garlic on there too. <laughs> yeah. Buttery garlic is absolutely a phenomenal season. All right. Brett, thanks for joining us. No, thanks for having me. We'll have to have you back on more fun. often. Uh, when you're eating mashed potatoes, I'm coming back. <laughs> okay. If you're you're not one of those people who throws up when they see somebody else throw up? I might be. Oh, it well it then, depends on if I can throw up and laugh at the same time. We got the, <laughs> we have the Longo Pack uh, stands. We have a, a sale going right now with them. So if anyone buys a stand, oh. they can get 50% off uh, a cassette of bags. Yeah. So maybe it would be a good advertisement for them. That would have been great to have when we were kids were a little at home because you could just like Stick their head down in there and then just <laughs> twist it off and not have to no, touch no, no, anything. No, no, no. To be clear, he means stick their head down there, let them throw up, and then twist it off. Not stick their head down there and twist it around there. <laughs> he tried to kill yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't sound good how you said that. So, all right. Before Brett says anything else that makes uh, child protective services come after him, we're gonna hey, take there, off all that all that kid stuff. I'm pretty sure there's a, a limit on what do you call it? Statue limitations. Yeah, our kids are old enough now. The statue limitations has passed yeah i don't think there is <laughs> murder no we still have the same that we had <laughs> same number <laughs> all right thanks a lot guys all right thanks bye thanks for checking out the meat just six podcast to shop everything but the meat head on over to waltons.com to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike head on over to our online community at meatjustics.com. waltons everything but the meat